Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast. Introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. Welcome to episode number 53 of the podcast and today I've got a real treat for you. We have got Gemma Coles who is an outstanding gymnast, all right, and she's created this amazing company called Head Over Heels Gymnastics. Now, Gemma is based in the UK, but she travels around the globe now presenting her company and ways to basically introduce gymnastics into the classroom, into your PE setting, anywhere in your school. Now, the best thing about today's episode is that Gemma provides us with some amazing simple techniques and activities that you can do to use as energy breaks or little interactive activities with your students in the classroom. So you don't need to set aside 40, 50 minutes to do a gymnastic session. You can actually just do three or four minute little breaks in your classroom and get the benefits of gymnastics that way. Now, not only that, Gemma talks about the amazing resources, her storybook, this really cool app that she's created and much, much more. So for teachers out there that are always like, I love the benefits of gymnastics, but I just don't know how I'm going to bring them into my classroom or I don't feel comfortable taking teach them, then Gemma's going to give you some really good tips today on how you can actually implement gymnastics into your classroom. Gemma, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you, Dan. And how are you? I'm fantastic. Now, you are joining me and listeners will be able to tell that Gemma has obviously not got a thick Australian accent like myself. It's, it's a little bit later for you in the UK, Gemma. So where are you actually joining from today? So I'm joining from England and I'm on the south coast of England in a place called Bournemouth, which is right at the very bottom of England. I live by the seaside, um, although it's really cold here because it's winter at the moment. Um, But yeah, really nice place. I have uh, have been looking at the weather and I've got a few friends that are living in London at the moment and it's one, two degrees, whereas uh, I'm in sunny Australia and it's mid thirties at the moment. So completely different parts of the world. (laughs) that's why it's so nice to be talking to you Dale (laughs) Um, pity we can't get the sunshine through the podcast but what we're going to do Gemma is I I just want for everybody out there I know that you are the guru in gymnastics but for my listeners can you give us a little bit of a background of um, your upbringing and how you got into you know running head over heels gymnastics Yeah, so I was just a gym mad child. I loved gymnastics. I spent more time upside down than the right way up. Um, And I loved it from day one. I had some really fab mentors, some great um, coaches that I worked with that that were my coaches. And then that I eventually became like a junior coach with them. Um, I was really lucky that I had lots of inspiring people around me. Had a couple of really good teachers um, that really kept me on my, on my path with gymnastics, and um, that enthusiasm has not really ever left me. Um, so I've spent a long time being a gymnastics coach, and then I've done a lot of team teach with teachers. Um, and then from there, that's that's where we've got me into the whole head over heels business, and, and the rest is the, the story of, of how it's all begun. So yeah, that's that's my story really, Dale. Nice. And, and head over heels for... Uh, listeners around there that haven't heard of your company because it is based in the UK but I know that you do travel around the world now and that you do sell resources over all over the world and we'll talk about that a little bit later but do you want to just explain how long Head Over Heels has been going and how it sort of started? Well um, Head Over Heels started in um, 2000 um, with the gymnastics club 
Um, and very quickly, I started then to go into schools, um, working alongside schools, doing team teach and also running courses for teachers. Um, so, yeah, we've been established quite a long time now. Um, and obviously, we've diversified into um, a few products and things that we felt were needed out there, as well as the courses that I run. So, yeah, that's what's happened. Fantastic. So you've been going quite a long time now. So obviously a lot of things have changed over the years. But I suppose one thing, the benefits of gymnastics have always been there. And there's so much research on that. Um, For listeners out there that may not be so common with gymnastics, what are some benefits for not only children, but adults as well for participating in gymnastics, Gemma? I think the main thing for me is um, core strength. So I think, you know, like little things, like just if you can have good posture, it can study you well for life. You know, things like people suffering from bad backs and things like that. I think you'll find that lots of people who've had a real good grounding of gymnastics will have good posture and that will help them for life. But I also think that gymnastics is really, really versatile. So it, it can it can be helpful for other sports, so not just gymnastics you you'll find that as like lots of the body conditioning that we do in gymnastics will help help you with any sport that you then you know move on to or sidestep to from gymnastics so I think that's one of the really amazing things about it and there's not very many sports that have so many different avenues like gymnastics has hand apparatus um it's rolling it's leaping it's jumping it's working with a partner that kind of thing yeah I mean I'm I, I love gymnastics so I obviously think there's many, many benefits of it. But those are the sort of main ones I would say really stand out for me. Yeah, and, and I, I totally agree as well. And I, I did gymnastics as a young child, but then I stopped. But one thing I suppose, and we'll get back to the student side of thing because that's obviously a big focus. But for adults these days, and I see it a lot um, with clients that I train in my fitness business, that they sit down all day, they have really bad posture, they don't have any core and their back issues, their quality of life at a young age is really, really affected. So what are some simple activities that people could do, particularly I think teachers as well because they are so time poor and we don't have a lot of time. Is there just some really little simple activities that teachers out there can do to improve their core, which will obviously improve their quality of life, Gemma? Uh, One of the things, so for example, when I first teach a forward roll, um, I would teach like to rock the backwards and forwards in a ball. Um, And then I would teach them how to stand up properly out of a forward roll. So I teach them to rock backwards and forwards and then to stand up without using their hands. And you wouldn't believe how many adults can't do that. When I do my teacher courses and I I get everyone involved and we have a go, um, and that just shows the lack of core strength. Um, it is a little bit of flexibility, so obviously it's quite hard to squat, um, and obviously you have to kind of squat through as you stand up from the tuck shape. Um, but yeah, a simple activity like that, you know, we get the children to do it quite often, but we don't very often stop and have a go ourselves and see how hard it is. Um, but yeah, little things like that would really improve core strength, um, and it would be a great fun little activity to have a go at. <laughs> I, I totally agree, and for people that haven't tried that, maybe you could pause the podcast now and simply rock up into like a shoulder stand, so up on top of your shoulders, and try and roll forward and stand up without using your hands. If you can do that, that is pretty good, because I would say 60% of the population uh, wouldn't be able to do that, Gemma. Do you reckon that's probably a fair indication? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So great little thing. If you're into gymnastics, give that a little go. Now, the main reason I wanted to get you on today is because gymnastics is always seen as something that's done in PE or in a large space or with a lot of equipment. But I saw you present in Dubai and you ran an amazing masterclass session on how to use gymnastics in a small space with minimal equipment. So today's episode is all about using gymnastics in the classroom, Gemma. So how, how could teachers get started and how easy would it be for them to do some gymnastics, simple activities in the classroom without all this expensive bars and apparatuses and mats and so forth? Uh, so, funnily enough, just recently I um, was working in a school and their kitchen had to be redone and I ended up do, having to do exactly this. So the, all of the kitchen went into the school hall and I had to suddenly think on my feet and produce lessons in classrooms. So the first thing I did was um, get a, um, one of those dice out where you can put pictures on. And I put a number of activity on each of the a number of activities on each of the dice face, and then the children had to in small groups had to roll the dice and then do the little activity. So that was one little station, and then around the classroom I had a number of other little stations that they could do. So that was one thing that I did. But the other thing I did, um, Dale, was lots of hand apparatus, and I think it's something we forget about. Because um, it's a real fundamental. So things like getting a whole load of feathers out and um, throwing them up in the air and catching them, uh, blowing them along the floor. Um, uh, um, holding them up with the one hand and so you can catch them before they touch the floor, that kind of thing. Um, uh, so with, and other ideas for hand apparatus, so um, bean bags. Can they hold the bean bag up in the air and throw it down onto the floor? They absolutely love it. They just, you know, they before you know it, they're all laughing and giggling. Can they balance it on their head? Can they balance it on their back? Can they balance it on their shoulders? And, you know, as the teacher, you can think about, right, you know, can we make a tuck shape whilst we're doing it and balance it on our knees? That kind of thing. Um, so I spent lots of time doing things like that. Um, obviously, it is a challenge in the small space, but um, things like hand apparatus can be fantastic. And I, I think it doesn't always necessarily down need to be for a specific gym lesson, but it could be like for a brain break as well. I, uh, I just mentioned that, Dan, I was going to ask you about that. So a brain break or an energy break, these are so undervalued in our education system, I think, Gemma. And that's the thing, you don't need to designate 40 or 50 minutes to do gymnastics. You could do it two or three times for a quick energy break throughout the day, you know, with beanbags, with feathers, and then you might even introduce one with dice and cards, you know, where each card, the number on the card is a different number of um, shoulder stands or you might hold a plank for that long or something like that, whereas you can add in a little game like that to break up your lesson. So it, I suppose I was going to get on to next simple ideas for teachers and I suppose you've just come up with a few. So using dice, cards, simple apparatuses for energy breaks. Um, do, you, like, is, do you think that's really where you can sort of start implementing this into the classroom? Yeah, definitely. I think what I'd like to see more is that people really interacting with the equipment that they've got. But like, for example, a bench, um, you know, a bench to some people doesn't look, you know, particularly engaging. But we can turn that bench into all sorts of things. We can turn it into something that can be jumped off of. We can turn it into something that can be rolled off of, rolled on. Um, it, we can turn it into something that we can balance on with a partner. 
Um, and I just think it's up to us as the teachers to make, to give them a little bit of ideas. Because I actually find that the children have better ideas than I do. Um, so I give them a tiny bit of inspiration, but something that's quite exciting. And then they run with it. And then they make the ideas even better. So I think it's just looking at what you've got and looking at it with fresh eyes. So don't necessarily do what you normally do. Do something entirely different. I love that and I love how you've thrown that open to the students because a lot of the time they are so creative. We just don't allow them to, you know. We're very direct with what we're telling them to do but if you give them some inspiration, they will probably design the next month of amazing lessons for you if you allow them to do that. Yes, definitely. Now, I love all that and for teachers out there, I'm sure you've got some amazing ideas there and one of the main reasons I wanted to get Gemma on today was when we were fortunate enough, for the last two years we've both presented in Dubai and I've formed a really good relationship with Gemma and one of the things that I saw on your stand of your amazing resources was this book called Join Gymnastics. Now, the main characters were Bendy Wendy and Jumping Jack and basically I love storybooks and this was a storybook but it was all about gymnastics. Now, this... I just fell in love with and you were very kind to give me a copy and I, I look at this all the time and I share it quite a lot in my workshops. Now, for people out there, do you want to explain the inspiration behind this book and more importantly, how can people get a copy of this because it's truly awesome? Oh, thank you, Dale. Um, so it, it's inspired from, I have lots of children because I obviously run a gymnastics club as well as do the teaching that I do. Um, and it's inspired from those children that come to you and are just really unsure of it. And, it. and it's basically just a story about a child that joins gymnastics, feels apprehensive, not sure about it. Um, but they do all of the things that we try and encourage them to do. So they have a go. They experience it a little bit. And slowly they realize it's not, you know, that first of all, they think they're not sure about the other children. Then they realize they're friendly and that kind of thing. So it's just something that any child can have to start with that's learning a new class. Because as adults, we forget we don't I don't really do anything new very much anymore. And I think we forget, you know, how hard it is for these little ones to to do something. So it is based at a younger age group. Um, so in England, we would call that our foundation and our key stage one. Um, so it's kind of based at that age. Um, yeah, and it's and it's a, it's got lots of actions in it. So it's, you know, they they join their class and they have a go at stretching and they stretch as tall as they can and they stretch as wide as they can. So it's the, uh, the whole idea of it for me is when I read stories to my class, we do all the actions. So all of the pages have got something that the children could have a go at. So, yeah, that's the idea behind it. And I, I love it because not only are the, the students listening, but they're also moving as well. So they're going to remember that because if we get students moving and learning at the same time, it's so much more powerful than just sitting there because half the students will probably doze off, they'll zone out and they won't even remember what you're saying. But if they're listening to key words or they're stretching or they're jumping like Jack or they're bending like Wendy... Um, I think you're onto an absolute winner there. Now, if people would like to get that book, I will have a link in the show notes because um, I love it and I can endorse it massively. Um, I think it's a great idea and the the narrative story through movement. And not only that, there are other issues there. So there are underlying issues about um, uncertainty, you know, feeling nervous and, and things like that, Gemma. Did you try and build that into your story? Yes, yes, that's all in there, you know, and again, like I said, you know, yes, it's based around gymnastics, but I think all children, no matter what class they start, you know, would would feel those same feelings. 
Yeah, I, so I totally that, agree. It's, it's, it's like a new day of school or going to a new sports club or going somewhere where you're yeah. uncertain. And, and I know as adults, we still get that as well. Like, for example, I had a new girl start at my boot camp this morning and she was so nervous. And you're just like, you forget this because it seems normal for you, but anybody in that situation feels the same thing. So if you can teach students this at an early age, then they will be able to look for that. And if a student or a friend is feeling uncomfortable, they can go around and help them out. So I think it's a great way to do it, moving and learning at the same time. So that'll be in the show links. And now also one other thing I really love is that you are an app app creator as well, Gemma, and you've got this amazing app. Can you explain to people your app and how we go about getting this as well? Yeah, sure. So um, in 2013, I um, wrote an instructional book because I didn't feel like there was very much out there um, for my parents and for teachers that I was working with. So I just wanted to get all the fundamentals of gymnastics down onto a resource so that people could pick it up. And it, and it was a very, sim- it is a very simple book. You look at the book, it stands up on a tea card. Um, so it, it's almost like um, it's almost like a recipe book would. So the book actually stands up so that the user can see it without having it to be flat on the floor. And it's lots of pictures, and then it's very short, sharp um, instructions. So uh, if it was uh, earlier, I talked about a forward roll. So it's things like start with your feet together, tuck your head in, stand up without using your hands. So not tons and tons of wording for you to have to read through. Um, so in that first book, I then created the app from. So I did lots of videos for each of the pages of the book. And um, then we created content for the app. So the app is all of the fundamentals of gymnastics. Um, on And on each page, you can then press play. And there'll be a video for each of the skills. So if you were to choose, we, obviously we talked about rolling earlier. If you were to choose rolling, you could read and see all the pictures and read all the little notes about it but then you can press on the play button on the app and you get a full lesson from me on how to do a forward roll and then obviously the next um the next section would be how to do a cartwheel and you would do exactly the same so yeah that's what the app's all about um, and you can get that from our website. So I'm sure you'll send all the links and everything, yeah, I'll, have, I'll have the link in show notes. And I think why you, I love your app so much is a lot of apps out there and a majority like of mine are just wording. They're instructional and you have to read that and be able to figure it out yourself. Whereas if I was teaching gymnastics, I'm not very flexible and I'm not very confident with it. So the students would not get the experience, say, you come in and teach the, uh, the class, Gemma. So for me as yeah, a teacher... Well, being, well, Sorry, Dale. No, what lots of people take is put it up onto the whiteboard. Yes. Uh, which is really helpful. And I think that's that's so powerful. And as a teacher, that is like having you, the expert, in there with them. So um, you don't actually need to know how to do these movements because, Gemma, you'll be there with them. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Now, I like that. And and for people that don't like technology or would prefer an e-book, I know that you've got three amazing instructional books. Do you want to explain these and um, sort of... So the first one is, like I said, it's the fundamentals of gymnastics. Um, so it's everything that you can teach to your students, but all on the floor. So you don't need any equipment or anything like that. The second book is Pair and Trio Balances. So that book is jam-packed with ideas for pair and trio balances we actually created more ideas than we had room for really in a book it was sort of getting to a point where we're like right okay we need to cut some bits out (laughs) um but yeah that for schools that book is 
fantastic, especially for the older age groups where they like to, you know, work with each other and really create some more dynamic gymnastics. Um, and then the third book is a beam book. So it's a floor beam book. And when teachers use that book, do exactly what I said earlier. Think about your benches as beams. It doesn't necessarily have to be a thin beam. It doesn't have to be exactly as we would do it in a gymnastics club. Um, but there's hundreds and hundreds of ideas in that book as to how you can travel in different ways and how you can make it look a bit more aesthetically pleasing with the walking on tiptoes and the pointing pointing the toes and stretching the arms and having the good posture so yeah it's just another resource for you um and hopefully you'll find it useful <laughs> i i i know they will find it useful and i've gone through those books so if you would like to check out uh, those ebooks you can head over to headoverheelsgymnastics.co.uk and i'll have links for that on the show note as well as a link for the app and so forth now before i let you go jim i i've been listening and i've been really really loving what you've been giving out there and one of the big things i always say is for new teachers or teachers out there that some advice now you mentioned having a mentor was really important do you think growing up you would be where you were or you'd, you'd have this amazing company if you didn't have those mentors that you had growing up uh, no absolutely not and funnily enough I saw one of my mentors today I was actually it was actually really sad one of my other so I had two mentors um one of which I actually lost last year and today um um, my other mentor came around and they worked together and they were a couple and we, we actually had a good cry today Dale oh. you know because you know it's good because we've got so many happy memories of fun like that's what we talked about today was so many things we did were fun and I think my mentors made my childhood really fun with good gymnastics and then obviously when I worked together with these two people with Roger and Joe. Um, for nearly, you know, two decades of nearly 20 years, um, we obviously, you know, work is stressful and it can be challenging and that kind of things. But every single day, something happened that made us laugh or, you know, that we we discussed after and said, oh, my goodness. Or um, so, yeah, I think I think I'm very lucky. I love what I do and I get an awful lot of enjoyment. And I think as well, I try to surround myself with people who are similar like that to keep inspired. I think that's great advice because what do they say? The, the five people that you hang around the most will be the five people that uh, re reflect on who you are as a person. So if you're around happy, confident, bubbly people, then that's going to reflect in everything you do. Now, Gemma, thank you for that amazing advice. And guys listening out there, I could not rave about uh, Join Gymnastics, a storybook, her app, or the three instructional uh, big e-books that you can go and download. I'll have the show notes on all the links that you need. Now, Gemma, thank you very much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Uh, my pleasure, Dale. It's always nice to speak to you. Cheers. Thanks, Gemma. Take care. Bye.